Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Our scriptures today, uh, two different ones, and I didn't get them to uh, anyone ahead of time, so you might just want to listen or you can look them up. The first one is from 1 John 4, 16, 18, and 19. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because God first loved us. The second passage is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What are we scared of? Fear comes in many shapes and sizes and probably sometimes wears a fuzzy hat with horns. (laughs) Our fears can be huge, looming presences that lurk in dark corners and confront us exactly when we don't expect them. We think we're feeling fine, then suddenly find that old fear overtaking us again. Or our fears can be tiny, tiny, niggling things that hang around all the time, just out of reach, kind of like that pesky mosquito that circles and circles the room with that awful whining noise. And when the whining stops, you know it has landed and is about to bite. Sometimes old fears that we think we banished long ago reappear in the dead of night, as strong as ever. And new, unfamiliar fears we never thought would be ours can assault us at any time, often while we're watching the evening news. (laughs) Our fears are as unique to you and me as our fingerprints. And yet they are common to all of us, as common as the air we breathe. Some fears help us stay alive. Yesterday on my drive, the fear of being hit by an oncoming vehicle kept me in my lane behind a very slow vehicle on the curvy roads. 
We learn which fears speak wisdom to us and keep us safe. But very often, at least for me, my fears don't keep me safe. They stop me from living my life with joy. They sap my attention and my energy. They distance me from people or experiences I might learn a great deal from. How many times in the past months have you had a conversation, as I have had a few times, about how different this election year is? One thing I've noticed when we talk about that is how much fear seems to be part of this election. It feels as if a lot is at stake, and a lot is beyond our control. It is fearsome to imagine big decisions that affect our lives and the future of the world being made by people that we perhaps don't trust. No matter who you or I plan to vote for, we might have fears about the outcome of this election. In this world, it often seems as if there are significant problems that are beyond the scope of our ability to solve. If we are called to be present to the needs of this world, to what is going on around us, and yet we are beset with fears, what can we do? You might imagine, those of you who know the changes in my life the last several months, that I have been faced with a number of fears, fears about going to a new place, fears about leaving a community where I felt not only loved, but seen and accepted. Um, I've had fears arise about who I might be away from a place where friends see me as being um, able to contribute, um, and, and, and just fears about changes in life, like this change we've had, changes that you have had, that take you sometimes very suddenly to a very different place than, than we've ever been before. Uh, there's a lot of fear that can come up in those situations. One of the ways that I find myself responding to fear is just by shutting down and avoiding it, pretending it's not there. That pretending can take the form of being relentlessly cheerful and optimistic, um, even if the deeper truth is that I'm in pain. It can take the form of wasting time I don't mean taking time to rest and replenish my energy. I mean spending way too much time on things I don't even enjoy that much that just shut down my awareness and numb me out. Binge watching TV shows that I don't even find very interesting. Playing game after game after game of free cell, solitaire, on the computer. When the wind is blowing and the leaves are turning colors and the river is running outside my house, I sit there playing free cell 
these compulsive acts of avoidance stop me from listening to the truth of what's going on, of what I'm afraid of. If I'm not even willing to look at and listen to myself and discover what my fears are, how can I possibly give them to God? How can I ask for the peace of God to release me? Instead, I just continue to find ways to give fear the power to hijack the moments and days and months and years of my life. Yet, I believe we are called to be present to our deepest selves, whatever's there, to be present to our lives. God calls us to thoughtfully consider and respond to and pour ourselves into living and working for good and health and healing in everything that our life brings us. Am I willing to do this? Am I willing to accept change with hope and trust and not fear? Am I willing to give my fears to God, or do I insist on holding on to them, letting them be my excuse to escape that calling to be salt and light in the world? And even if I want to let go of my fears, how can I do this? How can we do this? Well, I go again to today's scriptures. Let me read them again from 1 John. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out, drives out fear. At first, this sounds quite impossible to me. Who can love anyone with perfect love? Certainly, I cannot. But here, the English translation actually trips us up, that word perfect. The Greek word here is a word teleos, and not instead of meaning perfect as in ideal, it means complete, perfect as in complete, mature, finished, um, like a telescope that gets stretched out as far as it's supposed to, and so you can use it to see with. So the perfect love that drives out fear is the love that God loves us with and helps us love each other with. It's a full, complete, mature, abiding love. The kind of love that can withstand a great deal of uncertainty and change and grief, and still that love offers us strength. John says, we know and rely on the love God has for us So instead of relying on our fears to tell us how to be in the world, we can live in love and rely on that kind of love as an antidote to our fears. Then in Philippians, we hear this. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let God know what you want. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, which cannot 
be explained by our thinking minds. The peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. What a promise that whenever we are anxious about anything, large or small, looming old fears or new little whining mosquito fears, fears about the fate of the world and fears about what will happen to us this morning when we get out of bed, God is asking us just to turn away from fear and turn towards love. Cry out for love like a child frightened in the night calls out for someone to come turn on the light and wrap strong arms around her and hold her until she is no longer afraid. With prayer, turning toward God with our deepest longings and requests, just asking for what we want, no matter how large or small. And with thanksgiving, finding maybe just one thing we can say thank you for, even when we are full of fear and dread. With thanksgiving and prayer and supplication, when we turn towards God's love, we do find that the promise holds true. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, keeps our hearts and minds in the healing presence of Jesus. That inner flame in every one of us that never goes out, that is the peace of Christ always available in every moment. That peace makes our fears disappear, maybe not right away, but eventually, I believe, like the darkness slowly but certainly disappears from the sky and the light begins to fill up the new day. What are you afraid of? What fears are you avoiding? What do you want to just ask God for? today? What are you thankful for? Where do you want the peace of God to come into you?